Lose weight without compromising your health with the Fast 800 Shakes. They're high in protein, low in carbs, with no added sugar. Plus, they're a third of your daily fiber needs. At around 200 calories per serve, they're perfect on fasting days when you need a bit of support or as a nutritious meal when cooking from scratch is too hard. Visit thefast800.com and use the code SHAKES for 20% off. Hey, Barry here. I joined GiftGaff in 2011 and I've stayed ever since. What I love is there's no stress. The value and flexibility is fantastic. They've also fixed their UK prices this year, so even if my bills go up elsewhere, I've got one less thing to worry about. Thanks, GiftGaff. After 11 years, I'm still in the right place. With flexible plans, great value and fixed UK prices for 2022, GiftGaff gives back. Applies to pay-as-you-go, goodie bags and all UK rates only until 31st of December 2022. Excludes international rates and roaming. If Archie the Labrador could talk, which he can't, but if he could, he'd tell you he's knocking on a bit and his arthritis is playing up. (laughs) Tell me about it, Archie. I'll make old man noises whenever I stand up. (laughs) But with the right supplements, you'll feel like a gymnast again. Trust me, Archie boy. Paws.com can help you find all the food, treatments and supplements your pet needs to live a healthy and happy life. Paws, pet care made personal. That's paws as in, you know, their tiny little hands and feet. Yeah, don't know why I did that. Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, it's an amazing feeling to have. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. This is episode 114. I'm your host, Mr. Alex Sylvester, and with me as always is Mr. Sonny Segura. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I, was, I was looking down at my phone. I look up, and you got some <laughs> Minecraft glasses on. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, fresh, man. Gonna keep fresh. <laughs> oh, crap. They're real as well. I the thought kids, it was like a filter or something. Yeah, yeah. No, for real, man. Kids love this shit. <laughs> I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm good, dude. I'm all good. Um, just chilling. The weather is dropping. The temperature is going low in the UK. So, it is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. wow. This morning, man, my freaking tits were freezing. But I was thinking, what the frick is going on, man? That wasn't forecast. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be honest with you. It's been one of those most slowest weeks in news history, as happens around this time of the year. But don't worry, we've managed to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find the best chunks of information for y'all, the best news that you won't get anywhere else. And obviously, it's in a nice, easily digestible format, which is our podcast. And make sure you chime in every week. <clears throat> I'm sure Demi's going to be giving you the lowdown. As she, as she does nicely. Um, but yeah, this week we're going to be diving into Cyberpunk. It's hit a milestone. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk is still in the news. We've got news on EA's new original title. Fair. Also, uh, 23, it's that time of the year again. And The Last of Us 
on HBO. I'm excited about it. We're all excited about it, and we can't wait for it. But anyway, we're going to be diving into that right after this question, which is, what have you been playing, mate? Um, well, obviously, last week I platinumed uh, The Last of Us remake, which is obviously um, a stunning game. Still stunning. Now, listeners, listen. If you haven't played it, play it. It's an easy platinum. You just got to find everything, do a few little things. You can do it in one playthrough. And then chapter select, really, really easy. It's a nice platinum to have as well. So obviously after finishing that, I've actually just started Resident Evil 3 Remake. So I'm on this weird remake run at the moment. I did Resident Evil 2, I did Tetris Effect, I did The Last of Us, and now I'm on to Resident Evil 3. So another remake, but I've just started that. I figured let's get it out of the way um, before God of War comes out in <clears throat> 60 days. We're close. We're getting close. <laughs> but uh, so cool. far from what I've played of Resident <laughs> Evil 3 um, yeah it's just more Resident Evil remake you know uh, the ray tracing is really really good on Resident Evil 3 so if you are going to play it um, highly recommend you turn HDR on and you turn the ray tracing on um, great game nice, nice what about nice. yourself <clears throat> well I've been diving into with the, uh, the glasses being a massive giveaway Minecraft so uh yeah um the boys have got it on the switch and yeah it's definitely one of those i can see why it's so popular especially on the switch platform but yeah just trying to get my head around it man because this seems to be one game which the boys know absolutely knows more than i do about it you know in terms of like combining different elements to create certain weapons or bombs and it's just crazy man and the, the amount of stuff that you can get away with in that world is insane absolutely insane <clears throat> so between uh minecraft um and sleep i've been managing to get um some more time into last of us too as you know i'm still you know completely infatuated with that game um even though i don't know about a particular person's story from a previous game but we'll get into that a bit later but yeah so that's what i've been playing but anyway um before we get into that let's uh let's see what we've got in the news what's our what's our first story for the day okay so number one this week Electronic Arts and Koei Tecmo have announced that Wild Hearts, which is billed as the first AAA hunting experience for a new generation, will launch on February 17th, 2023 for PS5, PC and the Xbox Series consoles. Developed by Omega Force, which is the same team responsible for the long-running Dynasty Warriors franchise, Wild Hearts takes place in a fantasy feudal Japan setting, where you'll square off with giant nature-infused creatures known as kimono. You're not completely helpless, though, as you will receive help from a sophisticated mechanisms called karakuri. Now, if that don't make no sense, this is a Japanese write-up, people. So sophisticated mechan- mechanisms called karakuri forged from ancient technology. Koei Tecmo Games Executive Vice President Yosuke Yahashi commented, Wild Hearts opens up a vibrant fantasy world to players that's as untamed as it is beautiful. With Wild Hearts, not only did we want to showcase the evolution in fusion and real threat caused by Kimono, we also wanted to create a game where crafting was at the core of the experience, redefining what can be possible in a beast hunting game. We have placed great care in designing our Karakuri to fit within the combat, and we're excited for players to use these powerful mechanisms to fight giant beasts and traverse the world. 
Wild Hearts allows you to hunt as one lone wolf or team up with friends via co-op and cross-play for all versions of the game. The hunting title also includes voiceovers in English, Japanese, French, Italiano, Deutsch, and Spanish. <laughs> Wild Hearts, again, is slated for release on February 17th. Now, there is a trailer out for this. I do advise you go and watch it to give you an idea of um, what the Karakuri mechanism is it's basically while you this game is basically monster hunter but it's a bit more crazy japanese fantasy feudal japan style setting and the um karakuri is basically like fortnite it's a mechanism that can build things so you can build steps to run up it and then jump off it to fight the monster you can use it as a wall or a shield or it's it looks really cool in the trailer as well. So mm. highly recommend it. Wild Hearts, but Alex is another EA original, you know, and it's quite interesting. I mean, Koei Tecmo is a big company, so the fact that they're getting an EA original game is quite interesting. But I mean, what's your thoughts on a Monster Hunter esque game in feudal Japan with Fortnite climbing mechanisms in it? Yeah, I think um, I think this is exactly what EA needed in order to make sure that they're stepping up to the plate with something which is actually going to um, grasp the audience somewhat. Uh, obviously, Elden Ring was quite big this year, wasn't it? So we've we've we're pretty much in that whole era of uh, fantasy and you know the fantasy realm. I mean, you've got the likes of Lord of the Rings, and you've got uh, what's the Game of Thrones one as well, Dragon. You know, so like we're definitely in that era now where we just want to see fantasy. Um, Gamers want to play the same thing as well. And EA needed a big title like this. And working with Koei Tecmo, obviously, they did uh, Dead or Alive. They've done Fire Emblem as well. You know what I mean? It's like they they know about making, um, you know, solid franchises. You know, maybe a bit questionable um, when it comes to uh, like the latter editions of Dead or Alive. Um, but yeah, if they're working with the likes of EA, hopefully this is going to be a franchise which could actually spawn into something more than just um, a throwaway game which has uh, been a bit common this year. But have we got like a release date for this? What, what are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, February 17th. Um, and if February obviously 17th. people want to know about other EA original titles, you've got things like, um, oh, well, I can't remember the name of it now, the one where you're a Yarny, I can't remember what that name is, um, but A Way Out, which was a great game. It was like a co-op game where you had to escape a prison um some really popular games that are part of the ea originals so it's interesting you know they all tend to do well from a critical standpoint and from a sales yeah. standpoint and an ea original is cool because the developer gets to keep all the profits so ea are not really taking anything from there's some backhanded deal in there somewhere so you know mm-hmm. some somewhere somehow but um yeah ea original games tend to do really really well so we'll see how wild things Gets on. But, Japan is um, big though, isn't it? I mean, like Ghost of Tsushima, and obviously that's just spawned off a whole era now of making feudal s games. Um, yeah, yeah. Do we hear about Team be... Ninja potentially coming up with something next? And you can week? see how interested I am in it because I just called it Wild Things when it's called Wild Hearts. But <laughs> anyway, we'll go from one Happy EA days. story to another. Alex, hit me. All right, yeah. So this is Sonny's favorite game of all time and franchise. Uh, FIFA twenty twenty three is now available. For ultimate edition pre-order so customers via ea play trial <clears throat> can uh, get their hands on it but already there are a lot of reports that the foot servers are experiencing downtime the F- yeah, FUT, ultimate team. 
All right, then. Okay, so the FIFA Ultimate Team, the foot servers, so experiencing that. Oh, they need to rebrand that. Um, as users flock to EA Sports' latest footy title, um, uh, with reports of FIFA 23 Ultimate Team servers down, publisher EA has announced that it is now looking into reports of foot downtime as some gamers are unable to connect online. Um, they go on to say that we are investigating reports of some players being able to connect to the EI servers and will provide an update in this thread when available. <clears throat> the error returns um, the following message when you attempt to access FIFA 2023. The foot service is experiencing high volume of server traffic. Please try it again later. Now, I'm not sure exactly what servers that uh, EA are using, but they definitely need to switch to either Azure or AWS or even just piggyback off Google servers. Man, it's like in this day and age, especially when you've got such a <clears throat> valuable franchise, you know, when you know that you're going to have a high demand when you release anything, you know, you need to have the uh, the capability to do it. So I'm not plugging these um, these uh, cloud services, but come on, EA, you know what you need to do. You know the options are out there. Jump onto Azure, jump onto AWS, jump onto Google and stop the shit from happening. <laughs> because mm. <laughs> it's just the 21st century man let's move on but yeah man this is uh fifa 23 your favorite game of all time so are you I mean, you're definitely excited about this right disclaimer it isn't he's just taking the piss in case people are thinking oh it's only likes fifa no he don't um I, it's not surprised i think maybe they thought that they could open the same amount of servers as they did last year for the early trial because they didn't think that many people would opt to pay extra for an early trial and that they would wait until um the actual launch on friday the 30th but what happened was you can play if you've pre-ordered like the expensive versions of the game you have access to fifa 23 already but what they did is you can get ea play for one month for 79p at the moment on the playstation store so and that has a 10 hour free trial on it so i think everybody jumped on there and crashed the uh, servers because that wasn't uh, available last year you know and i don't think ea were ready for it it's up and running now it's fine but it was a big problem because people had paid money to get access to this game early whether it be like the 100 pound 85 pound versions or 79p you know no one was getting the game was playable just the ultimate team wasn't because everybody jumped on because that's the mode Mm. for them right um and it's significant we're going to talk about fifa a lot over the year because alex it's the last fifa from ea this is the last one in the contract that we oh, yeah. spoke months and months about you know it's going to be yeah, ea yeah, sports definitely. fc um <clears throat> after this one so yeah i mean my son likes to play fifa e-football's too hard for him so fifa will end up in this house i'll end up tendering him and throwing a pad at his mom just for fun because obviously that's how ruthless <laughs> i am when it comes to competitive gaming with him but um it's- yeah, it was uh, he said actually beats this. Yeah, it's it's just nice to be able to say that FIFA's servers went down and people struggled and not e footballs for once. <laughs> oh, for once, yeah, that is nice. Uh, well, if you want to get your grubby hands on FIFA, it goes on general release on the 30th of September this year for PS5, PS4, PC, Nintendo Switch, which will probably get like a Diet Coke version of it, Xbox Series X and S, and also Xbox One. So, yeah, this is. I hope they actually do something big for it besides crashing servers. <laughs> you know? yeah, uh, but yeah, speaking of broken games, uh, what else we got? People are creating more of what they love with Windows 11 and Intel. The best thing about Windows 11 is the Snap Assist where you can have multiple windows open. It's like having a clean room. 
And I've noticed the increase of speed. I'm able to just render a lot faster. For me, honestly, it's all about the pen. I can do a little sketch, not being afraid of doing anything wrong. You have endless opportunities. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm just a fan. Learn more about Windows 11 PCs with the Intel Evo platform at windows.com slash brings you closer. Pen sold separately. Hello, latest PS5 community. It's Demi, and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there, you will expect to see a variety of videos such as live reactions, predictions, gameplay, and so much more. Search latest PS5 podcast in YouTube or click the link in the description. Also, while you're at it, help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video. Do it right now subscribe right now i'm watching you i'm gonna give you zero seconds to subscribe done it good back to the show we're back uh number three alex we haven't spoken about this one for a while so let's speak about it cyberpunk 2077 has hit another milestone cd project red investors probably thought it would have hit it a lot sooner as the game reached 20 million copies sold since launch Jokes aside, 20 million copies sold is never anything to scoff at, no matter the size of the game. It's definitely making some kind of a comeback, though, as it took two years to sell 4 million copies after launch to hit 18 million total and only about four months to sell another 2 million to get to 20. Even in recent weeks, there's been a spike of support and players for Cyberpunk 2077, largely due to the Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime, which has served both as a great entry point and for those who've not yet played Cyberpunk 2077 and a reminder to return to Night City for veteran players. It's been massively lugging up the concurrent players' numbers on Steam. A lot of people are on my friends list. I see Cyberpunk, people are playing it again. You know, it's taken CD Projekt Red a long time to get the game where it should have been at launch. But, you know, because you think about it this way, Alex, if, if you look at Cyberpunk today, it's great that it's at 20 million, but if the game launched in the state that it's in today, it would have sold more than Elden Ring. And Elden Ring is at 16.6 million copies sold and it launched just a few months ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like you can imagine like Cyberpunk would have been over 20 million in that same time frame. Easy. But it's great to see okay. another success story like what we always speak about, you know, like <clears throat> uh, No Man's Sky, like Final Fantasy 14 online. We can now add cyberpunk to that successful uh turnaround in you know the quality of the game but shouldn't have to be turned around should it it should have to be turned around but yeah i mean we mentioned it in the past i mean yeah they did have a, a shit fest when they uh launched this game i mean it was just plastered all over the place but we have been saying that yeah this could actually be one of the greatest recovery stories in history and uh it's slowly reaching that i mean it took them what what two years to reach four million and then like another four months to sell two million those numbers are good you know and like the traction is definitely increasing and uh yeah like you mentioned about the end runners anime which a lot of people have given it good reviews um we could actually be seeing i mean obviously red uh city Project red are in there for the long haul with this game they've invested a lot of time and money into it and um and i've played game and it's it's a it's a great game <laughs> some of them are completely, completely unforgivable um uh, but are that you know with the entry of a uh, you know you got Keanu Reeves in there as well as like a nice little Matrix vibe to it. It's a it's a it's a good game, but um but yeah if you haven't got your hands on it just yet, make sure you do because uh, it's available almost everywhere now. 
And I think the best version is still the Stadia version, isn't it? Is it Stadia or the PS5 version? Uh, I think your PS5 and PC, well, your PC version and then your PS5. I think Stadia had the reports because it was stable on there. Yeah, you know, but stable, ob- And that was obviously compared <laughs> to the PS4 and Xbox One versions. But I think since yeah. then, the PS5, the series versions and the PC versions have all had big updates. And, yeah. you know, they, they're just singing all bells and whistles. The game was not made for PS4 and Xbox One, but they just wanted to make that money, didn't they? You know, so they, they did. that money. It's all business. It's all business. Speaking, Speaking of, of making business. money, Alex, uh, the next company could have potentially <laughs> lost loads. Yes, they potentially would have, but, you know, let's see how it goes. A teenager, ladies and gentlemen, has been arrested on suspicion of the GTA 6 hack. Um, it's currently been a hack held in a youth detention center so yeah this guy is a kid and while admitting to breaching bail conditions he has pleaded not guilty to computer misuse michael o'sullivan detective inspector of the city of london police issued the following statement to eurogamer the 17 year old who appeared at highbury corner youth court on the 24th of september has pleaded guilty to breaching his bail conditions and not guilty to computer misuse the teenager has been remanded to a youth detention center the 17 year old suspect is believed to be light to the notorious hacking group um lapsus with a dollar sign on the end and having um obtained over an hour of in development footage of gta 6 prior to rockstar showing off the game to the public for the first time And this is exactly what I've been talking about for the uh, the, the past umpteen um, episodes. It's like, yeah, because keep, people keep um, buying GTA 5, they're just taking their time, their sweet time with GTA 6. If people had stopped buying GTA 5, this game would have been released time ago. <laughs> this hacking wouldn't even happen. <laughs> now I'm just going off on a tangent. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it's interesting to see that we've got people who are diehard fans so much so that they want to crack the likes of... Um, uh, Take two servers. We've also got Uber servers. Who else is out there? Did Microsoft get touched as well? They all did. It's a bit worrying when these big monoliths, tech companies, are getting yeah, are all getting uh, slightly burned uh, by seventeen-year-olds uh, behind a laptop. Um, they definitely need to update their their security or at least train their staff um, in terms of um, cybersecurity. Uh, but anyway, man, are you looking forward to this? I mean, I'm looking forward to GTA 6. We spoke about it so much. We've, still, we've spoken about this subject so much. I don't want to add more fuel to it, but it's good that they've caught the guy. It's crazy that he's only 17 and he's part of, obviously, this big like hacking collective that have hacked many things and ruined GTA 6 for many people. But he's pleaded guilty to his bail. He's pleaded not guilty to hacking them, yet his computer and shit was the, and all the messages show him trying to sell the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Smart. Here's a, here's a hint. If you're a hacker and you listen to the show, don't ask for millions. Just say, give me $10,000. You have it all back and they'll pay you to take it all back before. But if you say, give me $2 million, they'll just say, leak it. It's fine. Just leak it. You know, yeah. we'll work around it. So yeah, it's one of them situations where it's unfortunate, but obviously can't break the law like that you know what can't i mean so law. you fought the law and the law won uh and i guess 
You want to hack something, motherfucker? Hack credit cards and get all us down to zero. Flight club esque here, people. Flight club esque. Come on. You know that would that would definitely work, man. I mean, where you at, Mister Robot? I know you're listening. Come on. Yeah, this guy thinks he's actually um, a a vigilante, but yeah, man. I mean, I guess we're going to see more and more of these uh, types of hacks because this is this is the new crime. When it's cyber crime, is on the up. Mm. Uh, and uh, companies such as these need to beef up their security. They can't be that lapse. Um, but yeah, hopefully um, they manage to get the bomb of this as soon as possible. And they're actually able to release some decent footage of GTA 6 uh, right in time to get the, the hype up and running so they can slowly burn and let GTA 5 die because that game just needs to end. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, we'll come back uh, to GTA we in a bit. We'll come back to GTA no, in a bit. No, no, no. <laughs> For those out there grappling with a weekend of DIY, Uber Eats, Leon Grilled Halloumi Wrap, Gluten-Free Chicken Nuggets, Pizza Hut Pepperoni Feast, Cheesy Garlic Bread, Cookie Dough, Pepe's Chicken and Rice, Prime Pizza, Chicken Nachos, Krispy Kreme Original Glazed Donuts. Order now. Uber Eats. Bring it. Check app for restrictions and availability. Separate orders are required from each restaurant. Uh, as Alex said at the top of the show, it's a very, very slow week. And to give you an idea on how slow it is, number five is literally one sentence. So number five, Sony has announced the PlayStation Plus games for October 2022. So if you have PlayStation Plus, um, Essential, Extra or Premium, it doesn't matter what tier, any PlayStation Plus, you will get... The following games for free in October. Hot Wheels Unleashed for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Injustice 2, which is the PlayStation 4 version of the game. Alex will be happy with that. And he's going to be very happy happy with this one. Super hot on the PlayStation 4 as well. Obviously, you're not playing it in VR. But nonetheless, it's still a copy of Super Hot that you can play on PlayStation as well. Alex, Injustice 2. And super yeah. hot. Two ticks for you, man. That is a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and the listeners know me too well. Injustice 2 is an amazing game. If you ever had you had, had a chance uh, to beat somebody down on it, I definitely recommend um, getting this into your into your library. Uh, but super hot. It's a shame it's not the VR version, as you mentioned, because that one will actually definitely make you break a sweat or two. And it's the only game that actually makes you really feel like Neo in a weird red and white aesthetic. But um, but yeah. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Have you played it? I have indeed. So I actually I bought it for... No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually bought it for my little one to play. I thought he'll, he'll like this. He played it for like two days and then that was it. He went straight back to FIFA 22, Roblox and Minecraft. I was like, <laughs> well, that was a waste of money. So I just traded it back in. I was like, oh God. So at least I got it for free now. Um, yeah. but nice. yeah, no, I didn't really like it. I was just like, man, it's not great. But um, mm. yeah, happy that Injustice Two is on there. Played the first Injustice. Really happy that. I mean, you know what? I just realized as you said, that, so, as you were talking about Super Hot, I never actually, mm. outside of you being here, me giving it a quick blast, I never actually sat down to play Super Hot properly in VR, and I'm so happy because mm-hmm. now. That is a game that will get a PSVR <laughs> 2 version and I'll actually get to Hopefully. play with the proper controllers. Oh, proper yes. Oh, yeah. Oviated, you know, rendering, yeah. eye tracking, finger tracking. Is Finger tracking on Superhot is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Let's just hope that they actually do update that game. Alex, 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 Alex. 
when you throw the gun <laughs> hand to hand, especially <laughs> Alex, when you throw the gun hand to hand, the haptic yeah. feedback will be oh, in those controllers. Imagine. You know what yeah, I mean? Now you you're really yeah, gonna oh, feel it. Sick. <laughs> you're gonna think about it this way. Just think about, especially when you're cocking off the shots as well. Yeah, but think about this, right, listeners? If you have played super hot, close your eyes. If you haven't played super hot, close your eyes anyway. Alex, remember this. Think about when you're playing super hot and you're in the middle and there's about 10 or 11 people around you, right? Mm. With the PlayStation 5 and with PSVR 2, hypothetically, you'll be able to feel with the haptic feedback, the weapons in your hand, whether you're catching it or mm. loading or chucking it hand to hand. You will get foveated rendering, so it will look beautiful. If they work on the eye tracking, that will help because you can use your eye, you know what I mean? But if you've got the 3D audio, you should hear fuckers from behind you exactly where they are, you know what I mean? And it's true. You, don't need the, you don't need the camera in the back anymore on PSVR. Yeah. So you could just point your hand back you and just cock point off. Your back you know? and <laughs> <laughs> Without yeah, even it's one of those things. Yeah, it's fucking like this... John Woo shit going yeah, on replay. here, man. <laughs> John Woo, John Wick and all that in between. But yeah, I can't wait. I really do hope that they're actually going to um, put some updates for the PSVR 1 games, the PSVR 2. That's I tell, I tell you what, I can, I can picture it now. Listeners, I'm going to call this now. Okay, this is, a, this mm. is not a spoiler. This is a prediction. No, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. I'm trying to pull Heyman myself there. Oh, a week yeah. after PSVR 2 gets super hot, Alex will come on this show dressed like Neo from the lobby scene because that's what he's going to think he's going to be like. You know what I mean? He's going to think he's that uh, Neo from the Matrix lobby scene. Yeah, like, ding, 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 with all the guns and shit like that. He's going to, guns, <laughs> give me lots of guns. You know, yeah, full trench coat with the glasses. I'll probably choose these Minecraft glasses because, you know, they just suit so well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that could be a possibility. In fact, I'll probably be wearing it on the way <laughs> to you have to play the game uh but yeah i'm, I'm just hoping that they're actually going to um update it though because obviously last week we heard that they weren't going to be um yeah i think super hot is, i mean it's always in the charts i it's think super hot campaign and it, they know but i think yeah. super hot and beat saber are your guaranteed two games that will get psvr2 updates you know so mm. yeah i have another one game i want to see batman batman vr i want to see that in vr too oh my gosh that would be amazing the haptic feedback you know when you're actually um you're using rewinding. his vision you know what i mean you're exactly rewinding time forward and backwards not to mention like the audio that and if they upgrade the graphics as well you know what i mean that's gonna be something to something wishful to thinking bro wishful thinking wishful you know thinking, that you, yeah, as much yeah. as we I'm, say I'm you know they're not gonna my touch fingers it. and rubbing that rabbit's foot <laughs> um so yeah yeah it's all about the fans especially on this next um story for many playstation fans uh, more specifically for people who enjoyed the lace in their minds as the last of us day uh the same day the outbreak hits in the in-game world of last of us uh, this time around, it felt like it carried a more significant weight to it, as it was also the day we finally got to saw the very first trailer of the HBO's The Last of Us TV series. Suffice to say, it, it's it gone down pretty well. Um, the trailer has notched up over 14 million views and counting. Viewers flocked to the HBO um, teaser trailer after it was posted on Twitter and YouTube, um, and it was also successful um, um, garnering over 4 million views at the time of writing. <clears throat> That's the first was also trending heavily following the release of the teaser trailer. Now, 
yes, we have seen the trailer many times. It looks sick. It looks so sick, man. <laughs> it looks so good. This is the one thing that we've all been hoping for. Obviously, I mean, from the very first time I played The Last of Us, I thought, yeah, this had to be a TV show. Which, for thinking, it came to fruition. I'm really happy that HBO is actually making it work. Pedro Pascal I was on the fence whether he would actually make a convincing Joe, you know. But he's he's a good actor, you know. He was in Game of Thrones. He was in Wonder Woman. I mean, that wasn't one of the best shows, but um. You know, he's also in uh, Kingsman as well. Uh, and he obviously has been in Narcos, you know, which he's well known for. And, uh, I mean, he does bring his A-game no matter what project he actually does. And it looks like he's not letting up on this one either because he actually looks like a version of Joel. Not Joel Joel, but like a very solid version of Joel. What are your thoughts anyway, Will? Um, yeah, you know, I literally just... Listeners, you can't see this right now. I can see Alex. So when Alex finished reading that story, he went now and a big smile came across his face. You know what I mean? And that was literally me all the way through watching that trailer. You know, just a big smile on my face. You have to watch it multiple times just to catch everything. Like, it's just so cool. Like, you know, oh, and especially as I just finished the remake. So everything was fresh. <laughs> like even yeah. Anna Torv. Uh, from fringe yeah. fame as Tess, yeah. I was just like, "Oh yes, yes, yes!" Yeah, I cannot work. wait. You know, I yeah. can't wait. I cannot wait for this. It's gonna be good. Even when yeah. you saw Tommy as well, it, yeah, the clicker dude, the Tommy. clicker, and the clickers. They got the clickers. Oh, no, they look on point. Um, I was a bit on the fence though about um, Ellie. Ellie doesn't look like I'd expect Ellie to look in the real world um, because obviously they've made the PS um, the remake look so good. You know, I'm kind of used to seeing that that model and um, well, like character model, if anything. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be able to make it work. Um, you know, we have heard that they are going to be making it pretty much not exactly like the game. They're not just going to mirror the game, you know, beat for beat, but they are going to take a lot of influences from the game, but also add some new elements to it as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what new elements they're going to add into it. And maybe the different look of the characters will actually help with these. Um, well, these I think what's interesting is that they've said that um, Left Behind is also going to be told in the HBO series. Now, what makes it interesting is how do they do that? Are they going to do that first? I don't think so. I think they'll do mm. the structure of the game. Like, um, what? this is what I'm thinking. Are they going to do it where the TV show starts and Joel and Tess are already in the future and they're already um, going to cut deals and stuff before they meet the Fireflies? And are they going to tell Joel's story with Sarah and hers, Ellie's with Riley in flashbacks, like in memory sequences throughout the series? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you're not just like the, the, the TV show don't just start and you get that beginning sequence with the big twist and then the, the 20 years later kicks in. Is it going to be like it starts at the 20 years later and then they flash back throughout the series of what happened to Joel and what happened to... Because they could do it that way, where he's thinking about it, but he doesn't tell Ellie in the game till late what happened. You know, it's not until after they meet Tommy at the dam does Joel confide in Ellie to say what oh, happened no. to Sarah. So it could be the same thing in the TV mm -hmm. show. We don't know. Or it could exactly be beat for beat. But, I mean, the one thing that's guaranteed is we are getting the Last of Us game. We are getting Left Behind told in it as well. Riley, great casting on that. She looks so good on the um, Mary, the Carousel. Mm -hmm. 
merry-go-round thing on the trailer. I was just like, yeah, and I literally yeah. just did it like a couple of days before as well. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but dude, everything, the tone, yeah. the setting, the color, what I loved about it is they're really focused on like in the game, people don't realize it, but what makes The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2, but especially the first game, really atmospheric is just a crap on the floor. You know what I mean? It's mm. a previous world. It's dead bodies. It's notes. It's everything. Notes are everywhere in the game, right? They're on the walls. They're on the floor. And the trailer specifically mm. focuses on uh, a corpse and a note next to it. And I'm like, yes, they get it. They know. They, they're, they're really keeping the fan-friendly stuff in there. The aesthetic is there to keep the, the fans happy, you know? Um but I can't wait, Alex. Yeah. I cannot, and I hate the it fact is. that we have to wait a Speaking week in between each episode. If they can actually get, you know, those um, do yeah, that's it. We would have to do a beat for beat, like a different podcast, maybe. Uh, we'll tie it to this, but uh, yeah, definitely. You know, the um, uh, the sports. If they can manage to get that aspect, because that's the opposite. That that plays a key point in the game. Obviously, they're gonna have to make that work. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're gonna really translate. Um, the little nuances in the game, you know, into into the live action. Um, for, I mean, to be honest, in a world where, you know, where, you know, we have more engagement with the creators now. You know, obviously the the, the fans know the responsibility that he has. They've got the sorry, sorry. They've got the budget. They've got the responsibility of the fans. They want to make sure that you know they tick the boxes for everybody. And if they don't tick the boxes. They're gonna ha- they're gonna have hell about it. <laughs> you know what I mean. So they're gonna make sure that it actually hits well, the beat. I, and I so far, think... so good. It looks really good. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. They're gonna. I think it's gonna be like 80, 20, 80 positive, twenty hate. You know what I mean. I think people will hate. The the people have to hate no matter what. You know what I mean. The very the Last of Us people are very defensive on it, and more importantly, and people forget, Xbox gamers are gonna shit on this show so hard. And pretend to be PlayStation gamers saying that it's shit. <laughs> it's gonna happen. That's the unfortunate. It happens with everything, right? You know, watch what happens when the Mario film comes out. Sonic fans are gonna shit on it, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, shut up, man. It's just a film, isn't it? You know, but yeah, the kids. People would do the yeah. same thing. But the most important thing I think is, and it's the definitely the biggest thing for Sony is they don't. This is not made for people who are fans of The Last of Us. This is made to bring in new people to this universe, right? This is to broaden The Last of Us as a whole, you know, because then people will be like, oh, it's on a game, okay. And then they buy the game, you know what I mean? And, or they get intrigued to see what the game is like or vice versa, people who have played the game, now they can watch TV show because the one thing you can guarantee, The Last of Us 1 has sold over 30 million units. So you know, not 30, sorry, 25 million, despite, I think it's Spider-Man, and 25 million units. Even if half of them watch the HBO show, HBO are going to be happy. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> when, when you spend yeah. $10 million per episode, like Sony have on this, you are expecting mm-hmm. a good return. So I think they're looking at something like, you know, they're in double digits. on They want double digit viewers, you know, per episode average by the time this series ends. So... It'll be really interesting to see if people stick with it, if they really like it. But it just, it just needs to be. It needs to keep. Uh, people didn't like it in The Last of Us Two, but the one thing this show needs to keep it, it needs to keep that violence intact because the games are violent. 
because it tells you of a world of what it would actually be like when it comes to other people. So as long as a TV show can portray that violence without it being needless, then it's going to be great. <clears throat> that, that was kind of what I thought about um, Last of Us 2, you know, when they used to show the trailers, you know, it just looked like needless violence, you know, because that's all they would show. But the game is so much more, more than that, you know. all about tactics it's all about the character i think they'll definitely get the tone right they'll definitely have all the violence in it they'll definitely make sure they've got the the enemies looking perfect because the clicker is obviously such a significant character and uh the way they 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 ended the uh the trailer with that just show that they're proud of it you know they're like yeah cool we got these clickers don't worry about them <laughs> you know mm. um and the narrative obviously i mean if they could make the game uh, the narrative of the game like tv worthy from you know back then Imagine like the little tweaks that they would have made to make sure that like certain words hit a lot more punchier or, you know what I mean? The emotions a lot more um, driven out, you know, I'm really curious to see exactly what Neil Druckmann and his team can actually do. So like, I don't know when it's going to be released. I know it's sometime in 2023, but I cannot wait unless, <laughs> as, if, as if you listeners can't hear our excitement, um, but yeah, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, well, that's the uh, Last of Us uh, HBO teaser trailer. I know you guys are hyped up about it, and that's not the only person in the team. Um, oh, sorry, we aren't the only people in the team who are hyped up about it. Demi also is a fan of Last of Us, and uh, let's, uh, let's switch over to her to see her thoughts. Oh my gosh, Jaw dropped hey guys it's demi by the way my word it was incredible i mean of course you know the last of us will have their own demographic from the people that have followed the game for years but even the people that haven't watched the game before it's been executed so beautifully that people will want to watch this. I think they've captured the whole essence of the game so well. The set looks so authentic. Even the casting, I think, has been absolutely spot on. And to be honest, I think I speak for many of us when I say the excitement is real. 2023, I'm coming for you. Anyway... I'm actually here to let you all know about the top 10 games charts for the week. So get comfy because we have some interesting ones to get through. Starting off at number 10, without any further ado, we have Lego Star Wars. A retailer promotion boosted Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, by 43% up from number 18 to number 10. At number 9, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. At number 8, Horizon finally has fallen out of the top 3 for the first time in months as sales dropped from the previous week. At number 7, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons. At number six, it's Minecraft on the Switch. At number five, we have Grand Theft Auto V. This one sold 21% more units this past week and rose from number nine to number five. I'm so sorry, Alex. Your pleas are just falling on deaf ears. At number four, we have Nintendo Switch Sports. At number three... Stray. Stray was the highest selling new release of this past week, landing at number three in its debut week. While the Feline Adventure was released digitally for PS5, PS4 and PC in July, Annapurna Interactive published a physical edition for PS5 last week. The game is also available to PlayStation Plus Extra subscribers at no additional cost. The only other new release to enter the charts this week was Square Enix's fantasy strategy game The Diofield Chronicle, which launched at number 17. 
here it is guys our top two shall i just start at number one because i feel like you are already going to guess what it is already number one we have splatoon 3 holding on to its number one spot with mario kart racing into number two thanks to a new switch bundle featuring both games Whew! another week for splatoon 3 let's see if this one can hold up for yet another week that's all from me for now back to the guys awesome random ad Alex, Alex, you're uh, please have gone the wrong way. You pleaded for people to not buy GTA Five, and I it know. jumped up in position. I know what the f- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like secretly, I'm sure like take two about start thinking, yeah, we need this guy because he's actually helping us with sales. It's like you know, so you know, for now, I'm actually going to tell people go out and buy the game. You go out and buy GTA 5. Obviously, the previous tactic didn't work when I was telling you to stop buying it. You go out there and buy it to your heart's content. Yeah, everybody needs to have it. You, your mom, your dad, your cat, even your dog used to have a copy of GTA 5. So everybody gets GTA 5 and we'll see how well it was. Let's see if we can get it to number one for next week. Oh, that's not happening. Now, obviously, she mentioned that um, Splatoon 3 was number one. It's number one for three weeks. Yeah. It's. I don't even have to ask the question. It will not do it. be the first game to do it for four weeks because there's a small football game coming out that we've already spoken about that is out this week. So it's safe to say that will be number one. If Splatoon yeah. 3 is still number one next week, FIFA crashed hard. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, the definitely. That's I hope it, Splatoon but, does it, though. I really do. I want to shout <laughs> out to... Uh, just to check it stray you know because stray got a physical as demi mentioned it had a physical release on ps5 last week alex this game has been available digitally since july yeah it's free if you have playstation plus but it's still charted at number three as a boxed version that is just weird how did that happen that is that is that is weird obviously people like yourselves who had played it initially have been spreading the word and um i mean it was only it wasn't available for long, wasn't it? It was for a limited period when it was released on... Uh, oh, PlayStation right? Plus. Yeah, I think it was... Um, was it like two months, I think? or Yeah, I think it was two, two months, months that it was available on PlayStation Plus. But it is available in the pre- uh, extra and premium. So if you have PlayStation yeah, extra a great or premium, you get straight for free yeah. as one of the games. But the fact that yeah, it that's charted that's a great is a top as well three... Because... Exactly. You know, and like, you know, companies, I guess we're going to be seeing a lot more companies doing this as well, you know, allowing games mm. to just be free released onto the players, uh, PlayStation Network um, and then release it, you know, a couple months later. You know, it's almost like um, the way cinemas release films, right? Or movie mm. studios release films. It's at the cinema for two months and then, you know, obviously you have to pay for both sides. But anyway, it's just a different tactic. And I'm, I'm interested to see if more studios do this. But um, but yeah, GTA Five. Goddamn you, motherfuckers! You need to stop buying that game. But no, sorry, you need to keep buying it. Make sure you keep buying it. We need to get it to number one next week. It needs to be number one or number two. I know you can do it. <laughs> it's that time again, guys. Woo! The part where we read all of your letters and all of your tweets. If you do have any questions, any queries, any thoughts, please, please, please do contact us with our social media links in the description. We have a couple here today. First one is from Bernie in London. Um, And this one is, you know, he's got a lot to say. Some strong opinions are involved here. He writes, greetings, my extended gaming brothers. What's up with Sony and the lack of a PlayStation showcase in 2022? They have many things to announce from first party. Third party publishers want to show off games on the biggest stage, new hardware updates for PSVR 2 and potential hardware bundles. Do Sony care? It's been a year since the last one. To me, they are seemingly not caring about the gamers and fans. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, cheers for that, Demi. And thank you, Bernie, for your question from London. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, there's there's a lack of showcases this year. I mean, it's been a very weird year. I mean, we had a very hyped beginning of the year when we had like the likes of um, Forbidden West and Elden Ring coming out. But it has been a bit quiet on the presentation side of things. But you're, you're a diehard PlayStation showcase fan, man. What are your thoughts? Um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a gamer, and I think for every single gamer, it's frustrating because... As Shuhei Yoshida said in an interview, you know, um, nice. PlayStation yeah. likes to, um, re- it's everything they release is premium. So it has a premium release, just like a premium film in a theater does. Then it reinvigorates when it goes um, into streaming collections and deals and stuff like that. You know, every time it moves down that chain of availability, it rejuvenates itself, you know, just like a film does. Um mm. So it's frustrating for us as gamers to want to see these premium products and we're not getting to see it. We're just getting, I mean, don't get me wrong. The state of plays have actually been good, right? I mean, Tekken 8 it's automatically makes it the greatest show ever, ever in gaming, right? But uh, we want that showcase. You know what I mean? <clears throat> we want that showcase. We want that Sony 60-minute showcase where we get to see Spider-Man 2 gameplay and Metal Gear or Silent Hill or whatever. And obviously it doesn't help that there's been rumors all year about, yeah, Sony's doing it, Sony's doing it. It's safe to assume now that Sony don't do it because they don't need to do it, right? Um, Bernie asks, you know, yeah, they do have um, first-party games to show. They do have third-party partners who have big games to show a la Konami. You know, they do want to show PSVR 2 and announce the launch and hardware. They want to announce any new hardware bundles and things like that. But when your main competition is not doing anything, it's lying dead on the floor and you're poking it with a stick with that meme, like, come on, do something. (laughs) And you don't really have much hardware to sell. Why are you going to blow your assets so early? You don't need to. Sony have a hand. They just don't need to show it because any PS5 they make, it's selling. So they don't need to push hardware sales, right? They don't need to show things early because the competition isn't showing anything early. It's all about mindshare. You show Spider-Man 2 when Microsoft shows something. You know what I mean? Nintendo, yes, Nintendo showed um, the new Zelda game. I can't remember what it's called. And they had it. Yeah, it's not the same genre as Spider-Man 2. You know what I mean? Spider-Man 2 is a game that kills Mindshare for what Microsoft has shown, you know, like a Bethesda title or something like that, or a first-party title, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think what Sony are doing are just, they've got the assets. I think there will be a showcase in October um, that will make it one year from the last one. But the question is, Alex, are they going to do a digital showcase or are they going to do it in person? Because they can do it in person now, can't they? That is they the could. question we should be asking. They could do it in person, but then we would have heard a bit more rumors, right? You know, with some of the industry devs potentially making uh, a way to an undisclosed location at some point. Um, but yeah, I think I think you make a point. I mean, they're, 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 they're rolling ahead nicely, you know? PS5s are leaving the stores as soon as they pretty much get in. Uh, the games are picking up nicely. We've seen the likes of Horizon, Forbidden West, um, doing phenomenal numbers. You know, it's always it hasn't left the charts. You know, it's always in like the top two beside Bar this week, and they've got like some really heavy hitter games coming out for the end of the year. Not so much 
question the big boys like the Spider-Mans, the Wolverines, which would be, you know, gracing us hopefully next year um, or the year after. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could do something just for the sake of, you know, appeasing fans. But realistically, if they don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. You know, they're, they're still way ahead. I mean, you've got COD coming out next week. You've got FIFA, well, not next week, or the next couple of weeks. We've got, um, we've got FIFA as well. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of buzz about the PS5 and the whole and the PSVR too. So they could really just hold back and then do like a big ass showcase, maybe towards the end of the year, maybe, you know, maybe uh, towards the end of maybe it's not the end of season, you know, for winter, you know, so uh, that could like roll into like maybe January and like just start the year off fresh uh, and then just throw, you know, game after game, hit after hit, uh, just to get everybody hyped up for the, um, yeah. For the for the games lineup, what they have for twenty twenty three. So, either way, if they do it, great. If they don't, it's not going to be that much of a loss. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's to take it, Bernie. This is the calm before the storm. Have you seen twenty twenty three's release schedule? <laughs> take I think yeah, twenty twenty two has it started fast and it's going to end fast, but it was very quiet in the middle all the way through and we've just starved for news whether it was gamescom opening night to state of plays to nintendo directs to i don't know what xbox do but it's we want to see the future right we want to we, we want to see and i think developers have learned their lesson now um on not showing things off too too early you know because it's not ready yet you know and i think when Sony do have a state of play, let's all be honest here. The the guarantee is Spider-Man 2 is going to drop everybody's draw, uh, jaws yeah. because draws, draws. <laughs> drop the draws as well, right? But <laughs> I mean, all you do is just look at Miles Morales, look at those animations. That was a PS4 game up 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 res to PS5. This is a PS5 only game. It is gonna be ridiculous. And obviously, the story came out that. This was a, obviously a few weeks, uh, was a few weeks or maybe a month ago, um, from a very reliable insider, Emilia Mann, that uh, Marvel execs have seen Spider Man 2 and actually thought they were watching a cutscene because that's how good this game looks and that they were astonished and astounded. But we're just desperate to see it. You know, we've we're so desperate, we're forgetting that God of War is out in bloody two months. You know what I mean? And like you said, you got FIFA, you got Call of Duty, you've got so many like good games coming out. Let's just play them, clear your back catalogs because 2023 comes and then it's full steam ahead. You know, um, I'm excited. Yeah, just, but Alex, I'm gonna call it now. We will get an October showcase. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping it's going to I'm basically I mean, you've just basically just like pricked my interest, definitely, man. I mean, you're talking about likes of um, Spider Man looking like a um, like a cutscene. I mean, fortunately, I mean most of the games that we've seen released on the PS Five so far, kind of have been if they're not been worked on Unreal Engine Four, they're kind of ported over to UE Five. We've yet to see like a game which has been built from the ground up. I guess now with Last of Us, but that's still like a PS Four game. But mm. Spider Man looks like it's going to be one of the first big games built from the ground up on the PS Five. Like no hold bars, you know they know exactly the, cap the the capability of the machines, and it, it could be completely phenomenal. I mean, we saw what Tekken Eight looked like, you know that one minute and thirty second clip or whatever they had. I mean, that looked phenomenal. I mean, they said that mm. that's not that's kind of the direction that they go, and it's not actually in game footage, but they did say it's running on the PS Five, right? Um, 
but yeah it just shows that the the possibilities over the next few years is just going to be completely intense i mean we thought the ps5 was a gorgeous machine we haven't even tapped into its full potential yet you know so i think once they've finally left the ps4 you know what i mean being held back i mean even with the likes of horizon forbidden west that's a phenomenally looking game but it's still being held back for the fact that it's been released on the ps4 having mm. it purely focused on the ps5 is just going to be phenomenal anyway i'm just gushing over next year's well, games <laughs> it makes sense because to add weight to what you're saying what two games kept winning technical awards returnal and ratchet mm. and clank which are both ps5 only <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. To this day, Returnal, people gush about it, about it still being one of Returnal, the best. Returnal, yes. Yeah, yeah. It literally is PS5 only, you know. And when it hits mm. PC, that game is going to be so big on PC because people love that sort of game and it's already fucking stunning. So, you that's know. First gen. Game... That's first gen PS5. Exactly. And it was PS5 only. Now, now we're going to see Lord, what these games are. But Bernie, I wouldn't worry, mate. Anyway. I think yeah. you will get one in October. Tracy from Fort William in Scotland tweets, this is really interesting, alternate universe question. You are the lead scriptwriter for The Last of Us HBO show. You cannot use the story from the game. What is your show about? I'd go with Isha's story on the boat. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, The Last of Us, as we've mentioned at the top of the show and throughout the show and pretty much every single week. I feel like it has been a Last of Us show. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I guess this should just we should just put the last of us on the card. In fact, that's hopefully that's what it be. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a phenomenal week. And yes, the fact that this date pretty much ties in with the actual game itself. Um, but yeah, you made a very good point. What other stories uh, would we like to see? I'm gonna throw it over to you. Let me have a let me stew over this for a little bit. Um well Tracy, I get what you're talking about with um Ish's story. Now, if anybody doesn't know what Tracy's on about with Ish's story. You can go on YouTube and watch it. Surely somebody's put it on there. But it's basically when you get to um, the a small town, you start seeing notes from somebody called Ish. And you leave that town um, and end up on like a beach where there's a boat. And that continues Ish's story from there. And when you go into the sewer system, you the way you're walking, the whole story is there and it's all Ish's story and it's very deep. It's very dark. It has hope in it and it has it's very dark and it's all just in letter form and what you see in the world. Nothing else. No cutscenes, nothing. That's what makes Naughty Dog so good at storytelling because it's a story within a story. But Tracy, I disagree. You cannot run that story for a series you know um it was great and impactful in how subtle it was if i was to do a story now it's hard because you think oh this you can't go to number two because this is the last of us hbo series so i'm gonna switch it out i would do the story on the fireflies and fedra now, Fedra mm-hmm. is obviously the army companies that are all around that are f- constantly fighting with the Fireflies throughout the game and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would have characters about there and I would introduce new, like, you know, Marlene, what's the struggles that Marlene is going through in the Fireflies and things like that. You could, you could even have a young Abby and her mm-hmm. father, you know, and, 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 oh, and yeah, a Firefly yeah, yeah. story on their side. But the cool. kicker is the series of this story which is, it shows you the toll 
that is being taken out, out on both the Fireflies and Fedras. And I think what the TV show would do is it would make you sympathize with certain characters from Fireflies, certain characters from Fedra. So you can't decide who you actually like and who you want to win. But this is all taking place as Joel and Ellie are going through. So a character comes back, oh, oh my, you know, you've gone through the like three or four episodes and you've got to know a couple of characters in there called Mike and Ed. And you're like, oh, I want to see what happens. And then they go out on a routine patrol. You don't think anything of it. And then Frank comes back on, oh, um, this guy and this girl, they just murdered Mike and Ed. And you're thinking, oh shit, that's, that's John and Ellie. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a story about the fireflies. It's a story about Fedra. It's about gaining ground. It's amongst the clickers and, you know, control all the territories, but it's all happening while the game is taking place. So Joel and Ellie, even though they're not in it, they're change, they're, 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 they're impacting that story. You know what I mean? About you, you can hear it. You're like, oh shit, like what was happening to the fireflies and to Greg gangs and stuff as Joel and Ellie were moving through the game. You know oh. what I mean? I'll do it from that perspective. So um, yeah, just, just, just to add more context to that. Just last to add more to it. No, cause I think you're right. I mean, I mean, that would be amazing. Imagine if they did further develop the world. So it wasn't just based on what we said in the game and they stretch it a bit. I mean, do we need to see the whole game played out in 10 episodes? Yes. Yeah, first yes, of all, we do. yes. Yes, we however, do. Yes, we do. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> if they were going to be like balls deep on it and actually throw some high quality writing in there, you know what I mean? Like introduce new characters, like you mentioned with Federer and the Fireflies, and actually make a narrative that you actually do care about because they've got the skills to do it. Mm. You know, I mean, they, they made um, uh, some temporary characters, you, you know, you gave a crap about them. I mean, you know, Henry and his, and his brother, wasn't it? Sam um, and Henry, yeah. Sam and Henry, yeah, exactly. So, and they were only in it for a little bit, but you you cared about them. You know what I mean? The, the little flashback that they have, you know, and the and the ones left behind. But um, I think that would be good. I mean, I think they've got a really talented team, and yes, they could make that idea that you're talking about work. You know, well, so, they, and I'll, they, I'll be down for it. I'll be down well, for they, it because I want to see more of that world. You know, to yeah, see exactly yeah, how the politics actually work between them. You know, you can get on some Game of Thrones shit, you know, and actually, you know, there could be other villains in there, especially when you start bleeding mm. into the science of it all. Um, well, they tried it in The Last of Us too, didn't they? They gave the AI did. enemies more, oh my God, they killed him. We've just had a baby. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. And it really yeah, made it you like, mess up. Now imagine, yeah, and it made like, you really considerate, right? <laughs> there's a bit in The Last of Us 1, if you remember, where um, Joel wakes up from um you know when he's like down and out in the winter and ellie's already mm. been kidnapped and he's trying to find out and he tortures the two guys to find out where she is yeah now imagine if in the tv show you one of those people is like the main protagonist of the tv show or one of them and he's yeah. well beloved by people and then you realize that joel just, can, just oh, kills him like that yeah. you know what i mean and you just, it just makes you think like Oh shit! Or and even yeah. towards the end, you can actually see that um, the doctor's notes and stuff showed that it would work mm. and there would be a cure. And you come and the fireflies show the plan that they had to um, mass supply the medicine and how they were going to be able to change and turn people and yeah. stuff like that. And you think, oh, it would have worked. It makes Joel's decision even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's no, mad. that would be sick. That would be sick. Um, dude, this universe is so dude, good. I can't this, wait for it, is, it is so good. Like, 
And that, that's a really good question. A really good question for me. Um, I think what I would have loved to have seen, or what I would love to them to see, um, is a story about Ellie's parents, and mm. to see how their uh, involvement in the creation, or maybe by accident, their involvement with the actual disease or with whatever um, uh, a mutation agent was actually created. I mean, were, were they scientists? Were they actually a part of the development? Were they part of the defense? And is that the reason why Ellie has a natural defense, a natural immunity to it? You know, was it a case where her mom was trying to experiment to see if she could actually figure out the cure, you know, and it didn't actually work for her, but it worked out for her child, you know, so her mom was actually the sacrifice. And then, you know, Ellie naturally has has the immunity, you know, and and seeing how that played played into it, you know, I mean, that would be really fascinating to see how, you know, I mean, how, you know, their involvement, and maybe we will see mm. maybe some type of flashbacks or elements to it. Um, on the political side of things, I mean, this could have been like, um, you know, uh, part of warfare, bi part of biochemical warfare, you know, was the target supposed to be in the US? Was it supposed to be another nation, another country, you know? Um, was it a military experiment that went wrong? You know, there's all these different ideas that we could explore and it's like, oh, they could really go into it. And each one of them, I mean, really answers, I mean, in an existential way, you know, in a proper high life. It kind of shows us, you know, it's a perfect reflection of us as as uh, as human beings on this planet. Like, what are we willing to do in order to maintain power or to protect ourselves? You know, so um, yeah, it could really open up some uh, thought provoking uh, questions and ideas, and maybe it could hopefully prevent us following the same type of path in the future. You know, it's, mm. it's funny uh, that there's all these games about zombies. <laughs> Well, while we've been talking about The Last of Us, uh, there has been some news broken by PlayStation. Nothing major. Don't get hopes up. Um, at, the at the state of play, they talked about PlayStation Stars, which is when you do things, uh, it's like a separate list, like a trophy list, but it's not trophies. When you achieve something from that list, you get like a 3D model, similar to um, Astro's Playroom, you know, whether it be a pocket station or a PS3 console. It's called PlayStation Stars. It's uh, absolutely free. Sony have announced that it will launch September 29th in Japan and Asia, October 5th in the Americas, and October 13th in Europe and Australia. There you go, Alex. We covered some you know, bit of PlayStation news this week. <laughs> you know what I hear when I hear stuff like that? NFT, NFT, non-fungible well, NFT. I know, but I'll be kind of happy if, well, they did say you can't sell them. But I think it'd be kind of cool to say, what would have been cool is if you could just trade one for one, one for one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'll be like, yo, Alex, yo, I just got the PlayStation 1, I got the PlayStation yeah. 2, you know what I mean? Things like People that. People will probably like be selling Astro, their though, accounts. <laughs> it would be so cool, though, man. Uh, it, it has mm. to be like Astro, though, where you press buttons to open it and it has the sounds and stuff like that. Like, you remember in Astro, yeah. if you jumped on the power button and the PlayStation 1 switched on, it was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, like a proper nostalgia <laughs> kick. No, that's that's it, nice. man. Look at that breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, thanks again. That's all we have time for this week. Uh, thanks to all the letters, um, all the fans listening. And uh, let us know your thoughts about anything that we've touched this week, uh, whether it be Cyberpunk, do you think it's actually got any more milestones to hit? Um, EA and their new original title, Feudal Japan. 
are you down for the future of Japan um, phase that we're all going through now, the era that we're going through? Um, are you a fan of FIFA 2023? You know, is that your bag or are you more of an e-football man? And are, will you be purchasing this game just because of nostalgia value? Because this will be the last one in the series for FIFA. Um, and yes, let us know your thoughts about The Last of Us, the HBO show. Obviously, you know that we love it. We can't wait to see it. But definitely leave a comment in the section below and let us know your thoughts. But from me and him, I hope you feel, hopefully you've had an enjoyable <laughs> evening. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man, we're getting nice. Well, but anyway, any last words? Uh, I would say play Astros Playroom and get ready for PlayStation Stars, man. Astros Playroom, what a game! Nice, nice recommendation. Well, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go enjoy. Catch you next week. Peace. Good night, everybody. Thanks,